Hello, everyone. My name is Mike Dice, and thanks for checking out this bonus episode of the Extra Rounds podcast. Those of you familiar with the show know we typically air live on the Sports Illustrated MMA Facebook page on Wednesdays, but with everything going on in MMA, we couldn't get it all into one weekly show. In this bonus episode, we'll be talking to the stars of UFC in Oklahoma City, Mike Chiesa and Kevin Lee. They headline the event in a lightweight showdown that could have title implications, and definitely one of the fighters will move into the top five. These two fighters had a fiery and physical confrontation at the summer kickoff press conference before UFC 211 in Dallas a little over a month ago, and they'll finally get the chance to resolve their differences this weekend. First, let's welcome Mike Chiesa to the show. Well, thank you so much for uh, taking the time out to talk to us. Yeah, absolutely. Especially during fight week, that's a uh, you know that's a very special treat. I know that this time's uh, particularly rough for fighters, especially with cutting weight and everything. Yeah, you know it can be a battle, but it's part of the job. And you know the the thing I have going for me right now is, I know it's a cliche thing to say, but it's been the best camp I've had, and this is pretty much the smoothest weight cut I've ever had. You know, being as low as I am and having as much energy as I do, it's a, it's a good sign. You know, people always talk about how taxing the weight cut is and trying to spread out fights to, to recover from weight cuts. You know, you've obviously, it's been a while since we've seen you in the cage. Has that allowed your body to kind of recover and maybe that's playing a factor in this weight cut being easy? Um, you know, my, the recovery part, yes, but not for the weight cutting. The recovery part was more for just the tax I put on my body, you know, before I got hurt um, for the Ferguson fight. That would have been my third fight in seven months. And I, I trained really hard. Those are, those, that would have been a you know a really third really hard camp of seven months, so uh, you know it's uh, you know that sometimes it takes time to recover from the weight cuts. But I work with a great nutritionist. I have a good team, so that's that's really not a factor for me. You know, ring rust is always a discussion. Uh, Chael Sonnen, when he was on ESPN this week, talked about his fight, said that he um, thinks it's a real thing, and pointed to his comeback fight. Is that something that you've thought about? Do you believe in it? And if you do what have you done no, to combat not it? At all. Ring rust is not a factor because my mind is always on the sport, so it's impossible for for ring rust to become a thing when when you, when my mind is always thinking about the sport. I'm always thinking about competing, and by by the time fight night rolls around, it'll feel like I I haven't been. It'll feel like I've been gone for 14 days, not 14 months. And this fight in particular is uh, one that's drummed up a lot of hype given everything that happened in Dallas. Um, and it seemed like going into this that it was going to be a very emotionally charged fight because of what happened in Dallas. Is that still the case or have you done stuff, you know, kind of calmed down and relaxed after everything that happened? Listen, this, I am emotionally charged on winning a world title. That's it. The press conference has nothing to do with my motivation. It's got nothing to do. It's gonna it's gonna play no role in the fight for me whatsoever. I'm I'm very I'm a highly motivated fighter, and I'm not motivated by anything that happened at the press conference. I'm just motivated on becoming world champion. You know that's that's all I think about. That's all I care about. I don't care about the press conference. I don't care about the drama. I just care about being fighters in the world. And if I may, and if I may ask one more question about the uh, the press conference. Did your mom see it, and what did she think of everything that happened? Yeah, she saw it, but, uh, you know, not that she's proud of that, but, you know, that's how I was raised to act like that. I was raised to depend on it. It was just second nature for me, but, you know, nobody nobody wants to see their son get in those kinds of situations, you know, but it's not like she's disappointed in me whatsoever. 
I understand that. I have three sisters, and it takes me back to like high school. If somebody said something about my sisters, it was it was just it was happening. Yep, exactly. Um, but it does seem like this exactly like a lot has kind of happened in the sport in general, and it's been able to fade away. Was that is that a good thing? That's kind of been you know moved into the back of everyone's mind and isn't necessarily taking center stage anymore. What do you mean? Just, you know, I, I think it was like a big headline and there's just a lot of big headlines that have come out after that. And it's kind of allowed it to fade away and not be the focal point of um, everything in this week leading up to this fight. Uh, you know, I, I'm not a fan of it. There's so much more to this fight than just some stupid press conference. Like, why, why are people talking about this instead of the fact that whoever wins this fight is going in the top five? I think that that's more relevant and more important than some stupid, you know, immature scuffle that was partially caused on my behalf. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not a particular fan of having to continue to talk about the press conference, especially when when I could care less about it. You know, everyone, everyone, I feel like everybody cares about it a hundred times more than I do. You know what I mean? Right. You know, you mentioned the winner of this it, fight. It's nothing to me. You know, you mentioned the winner of this fight's moving into the top five of the rankings, and that's nothing to um, ignore. But, that, of course, everybody knows that there's a stalemate kind of at the top of the division because what's happening, they tried to do an interim title, um, but that fell through. Do you think they should revisit the interim title, or what should they do to kind of keep the division moving forward? Because there's a lot of talented fighters in this division. Yeah, I think that interim title is a good solution. I like that idea. I think that's a good move. Get the, get the division going again. Do you think if that's the route that they want to go, that the winner of this fight would fight Tony Ferguson for their interim title? Or do you think that the interim title fight would need to be with Tony Ferguson and Habib once again? No, it would not be with Khabib. Khabib's got to fight one more time. Khabib's tough, don't get me wrong. Guy's got a buttload of talent, but he's got to fight one more time. Ferguson showed up and made weight, you know what I mean? He, Khabib didn't, so... You know, if you if you're to get if you're to win, I don't know that there's many people that uh, in front of you in line for a, tie, a fight against Ty, uh, Tony Ferguson for an interim title. Do you see it that same way, or is the, do you see that there's one person who's an, an obstacle to you getting that shot? I'm the man for the job. I like to think that. How do you think you'd match up against Tony Ferguson? Well, obviously, I'm going to say I'd beat him. You know what I mean? I'm a, I'm a I'm not cocky, but um, I'm very confident. You have to be very confident in this sport. I've been paired up to fight him one one time. You know what I mean? And it's not like I was going into that fight thinking he could beat me. You know, so yeah, I, I'm listen. I'm I'm confident I can beat any man that walks God's green earth on two feet, and that's for sure. That would be an interesting matchup, I think, between the two of you. And the people were looking forward to when it was scheduled to be booked uh, to be fought. Um, you know, he's such a jiu-jitsu guy. You're a wrestling guy. Do you think that if you guys were to fight, that it would be kind of this grappling battle, or do you think you guys would t- uh, stay on the feet? I think it would look like something out of Looney Tunes. It would look <laughs> like two Tasmanian devils getting hit and spinning around. I think it'd be, I think it'd be, it'd be a very exciting fight. I think me and Tony are two of the most exciting guys in the division. I mean, you look at the the creativity that he brings to the table match with my toughness i mean he, that, that, that makes for fireworks but that's irrelevant right now all my focus is on kevin lee i got a tall task ahead of me i got a tough 24 year old up-and-comer that's very confident he could beat me so i can't look too far ahead at another fight with tony ferguson 
And speaking of Kevin Lee, he's a, a wrestler. You're a wrestler, and I feel like your wrestling game's underrated. Do you do you kind of see this, or do you relish a matchup like this where you have an opportunity to go into somebody who has a wrestling, go in there with somebody who has a wrestling background and kind of show your wrestling prowess by beating him in that field? Yeah, I'm excited to show my skills against a guy like that. But I mean, if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, Jim Miller wrestled in college too. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, I'm always excited to test myself against anybody that brings any sort of particular skill set to the table. And, uh, you know, Kevin's got a unique one in his own right. And I'm excited to see how, uh, how I match up against it. Well, thank you so much for uh, taking the time out to talk to us during fight week. I really appreciate it. Uh, best of luck to you this weekend. Thank you, sir. Great stuff from a clearly focused Mike Chiesa, but let's keep this episode rolling and bring on Kevin Lee. Hey, Kevin, how are you? What's going on, brother? How you feeling? I'm doing good. Thanks for uh, taking the time out to join us during fight week. I know with weight cutting and everything, that's probably not the first thing you want to be doing, but we really appreciate it. Oh, for sure. There's no problem. Is it a difficult weight cut for you? I heard you, you in a different interview talking about a uh, 165-pound division. Is, uh, is dropping to 155 difficult for you? Uh, you know, it's always difficult, but it's going to be what it is. You know, I'm sitting now at like 176, 175. So, you know, it's, it, it, it's going to go pretty smooth. But, you know, it, it's always it, it's weight cutting. You know, we professionals, it, it is what it is. Gonna go, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to make the weight. Uh, and I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do my job. It, it's you know, it is what it is now. And uh, why are you in favor of a 165-pound division? Is it just giving such – there's so many fighters in 155 and 170 somewhere else to compete? Yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, you look at you look at the, the 155 division alone, you know, you can have the top 30 guys and make a top 10 out of that. You know what I mean? You can just have a top 30. So, I, you know, each one of these guys can all be champ at one point. Uh, we just – they just can't give – Obviously, they can't give that promotion to everybody. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, when you look at it, you you split it up. Um, you know, 170 has got 150 guys or whatever. You know, like I said, you can you can make a 165 division and still have 100 dudes in it that that can all, uh, you know, that are all world class champions and world class athletes. Uh, you know, and and it creates it creates another belt, creates more super fights. You know, more bigger fights. I just don't see I don't see no downside to it. I don't see why they don't do it. You know, we can fight a lot more often. You know, the the thing, I, I even, you know, I'm one of the most active guys, but I still, I dread this weight cut. You know, I dread, I dread the, having to do it three, four times a year. It's, it's, I mean, it's terrible. It's terrible for my health. It's terrible for my body. Um, and I realize that. And, you know, if I if, if you can add 10 more pounds onto that, not only will I be able to fight more often, but I also have better fights, you know. Uh, you know, I won't have to spend so much energy and time. I can, I can really work on the skill set even more, so. You know, I don't see what the downside is to it. And to illustrate that point, there's such a logjam at the top of the 155-pound division, despite what's going on with Conor McGregor. You know, you've won, I believe, what is it, eight out of your last nine, and you're on the outside of the top five looking in. Is that, I mean, is that surprising? Exactly, you know. And it's not even me, you know. You, you had guys like Ronaldo, who was on like a seven-fight win streak, uh, you know, in a three-time kickboxing world champion. Uh, and he was sitting on the outside, you know, he was still the dark horse, you know, at 30-something years old. You know, you waste most of your career sitting on the outside because there's so many guys and it's such a large and you know, if you clean another division, you just create more opportunities for guys to get through and shine. And I think once you, you know, you can't, you know, that people are saying, oh, uh, the UFC needs to push me, the UFC needs to pr- promote me in order to make a star. Like, you can't, that's not the way it works, you know. It's just you either ease or you ain't going to be. 
So if you, but you have to give more opportunity to opportunity opportunities to guys uh, to go out there and get it done. So I think that's all it's going to be, and I, I think it's, it's nothing but an upside for the UFC. Do you feel that way, like uh, the UFC needs to promote me, or do you kind of see that as something that you need to do for yourself? It's, it's, I think it's safe to say that, you know, after the press conference, your your stocks rised incredibly. Yeah, I mean, I, I used to think that a little bit, uh, especially when I first got started, you know. But, again, I was I was young, you know, I was 21, you know, 22, you know. when I, I was only 21 when I got into the UFC, so I was still young. It was more about getting the experience. It was more about getting out there and getting the fight game down, you know. You got to learn. Uh, it, it, all of it is nothing if you can't fight, you know what I'm saying? So, so and experience in the fight game, is, is it goes a long way. So I had to get that kind of out of the way and kind of understand that a little bit more before I can get more into, you know, being able to be marketed and be able to be promoted and whatnot. So, uh, you know, I, th- I think, you know, even though I've had a long run, you know, I've, I've had to take some stupid fights, some tough fights that uh, I might not have thought made sense at, at the time. But, you know, in, in the long run, they, they're always for the best. You know, I still got 10 more years into this fight game. So, uh, you know, yeah, if I'm, you know, people are going to say, you, I, either way, I'm going to blow up. So I, it really don't. You know, it's, it's, so it don't matter to me. Do you feel like you're kind of at that precipice of like really blowing up? You know, it's your first headlining. I believe it's your first headlining in the UFC. Uh, yeah. You know, do you feel like that's that's about to happen for you? Yeah, I mean, to me, it really don't matter. You know what I mean? Uh, even getting the gold straps don't really matter too much to me. I don't care if two people watch it or, or you know, two million people watch it. I'm still going to go out there. Uh, you know, I'm fighting world-class athletes. I was just here in Ireland, and I was just here in Brazil, and I was just here in Vegas a, a couple months ago. So, you know, each one of these guys that I'm fighting are, are all – they can all be a chance to me. You know, they, when you look at skill set, just because they don't have as many fights in the UFC as somebody else or they don't have as big a name doesn't mean that they aren't incredibly tough fighters. And, 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 and those are the type of kind of guys that have already been fighting. So, for me, like, it's, it's, you know – I'm fighting world like that's that's the only thing that really matters. It really don't matter who watching. It's just gonna be me and the other guy, and if the other guy's a fucking world champion, then he's a fucking world champion regardless, you know. So uh, those are the kind of challenges that I like. If I'm gonna blow up afterwards, whatever, I'm, I'm still gonna have the same fight. So uh, you know, it, it, the only thing it's gonna do is put a little more money on the fight, a little more change. But you know, honestly, I'm, I'm I ain't even really, you know, it really don't matter. Now I was talking to Mike Chiesa and he says that uh he thinks that the under appreciated storyline of this fight with you is that the winner of this is going to get catapulted in the top five um surely you have to see it that way you know you guys are both top 10 contenders the winner of this fight is going to move into that um upper echelon um do you do you think that the winner of this where do they rank in the division after that are they uh next in line for the title shot after maybe Tony Ferguson yep. and Habib or are they challenging Tony Ferguson I think for it's even bigger title? than that you know I think it's even bigger than that. Uh, you know, not only I, if they create an interim title, like I said, with them making a 165 division too, I think a lot of stuff stuff is going to shake up, there, especially with uh, Mayweather fighting McGregor. You know, I think the sport's going to go into a different genre and it's really going to, you know, you're really going to start seeing some pieces move. So I think the, the winner of this fight is way bigger than people even realize, you know, because, you know, we're going to be without McGregor for a long time, you know. So I, I think the winner of this fight is really going to, uh, be the next guy that they start to get behind and they start to really push. And, you know, the UFC, they got to keep going, you know. It's, it don't matter. Like, the, the money's got to keep chucking in some way or another. So, that's I think that's where they're, they're already looking towards. 
that's that's what they're already looking for. They're already looking for the new generation of fighters, and that and that's me. You know, we the '90s baby. You know, you got guys like me, Matt Holloway. You know, you got uh, uh, Cody Garbrandt, Sergio Pettis. You know, all all these guys that they're that they're really getting behind now, uh, because we're the new generation, and that's, they they understand that. They know that. They know that the sport's going to keep growing. The sport's going to keep getting huger and huger. You know, like I said, it's going to go into a new genre. They're going to open up a new weight class. Whoever wins this fight, I think, you know, like I said, I'm pushing for this Khabib fight because I think that's the number one. I think that's the number one fight to make after this. Interesting. Not Tony Ferguson. I mean, Tony's there, too. You know, Tony's up there, too. But I think they're going to go with Tony and Barbosa uh, because, of, because they had such a great fight the first time. Uh, I don't think they're gonna make Tony and, and, and Khabib again. I don't think that makes sense. You know, Khabib has already shown multiple times that he don't want to fight the man. You know, why? Why would you put that? You know, uh, market into that again. You know what I'm saying? Like they already kind of blew off a promotion on that. So I don't really see that the UFC goes that route again. If they do, then fine. If they want to put it back, you know, if they want to run it back. But you know, that's old news. That's 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 March news. You know, hmm. they still in 2017. I'm looking towards 2018. You know, that's an old fight to make. And, uh, if they want to go back and you know, if the UFC, if they see something there, I, I, they smart people. They know how to make some money. So if they see something there, but I don't. So. Uh, I don't, and I don't think the fans do. I don't think the fans want to see it no more after after what happened. Now, turning our attention back towards this fight with Kiesa, you know, I mentioned he's, I believe, higher on the rankings than you, but it seems like you're the favorite. Uh, there's a lot of people picking you to win. Uh, does that kind of surprise you? Do you feel like the favorite? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've been the favorite. I think I think he knows the fa- I'm the favorite. Uh, I think that obviously the folks in Vegas know I'm the favorite because the folks in Vegas are smart. They thought they funny. You know, they not uh, they not like these these these, these fans that, are, that can get talked into anything. You know, uh, they can get talked into it about a media. You know, the media puts out those rankings, so the rankings don't really mean shit. You know, they, the rankings are only about the past. You know, it don't matter. You know what I mean? That's the past. We 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 going to the future. We going to the next generation. So. Uh, you know, just because he's fought, the only reason why he's ranked higher is because he fought guys like Jim Miller, who was on his way out. You know, he fought uh, 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 what's his name, Joe Lozon, who's all way already on his way out. You know, like he hasn't really beat anybody that was tough. You know what I mean? So if you put me against either one of those dudes, I'll, I'll smoke them even better than he smoked them. So uh, you know, I think the folks realize that and they they realize when you stack our skill set against skill set, uh, I'll shine them in every area. So. You know, and that's, and that's what's going to shine through on on on, uh, on on Sunday night. You know, he I think he knows it too. You know, that's why you see that frustration. That's why you see that emotion because he knows he's got a long mountain to climb, baby. And when you stand up the top of that mountain, at the bottom of it, it looks like a motherfucker. You know, it, it looks impossible. Now, you, you know, you were able to unintentionally, I think, get under his skin. I don't think you were doing anything to intentionally get under his skin at the press conference. He just had a bad reaction to what you said. Um, but knowing that he, he's sensitive to that or that, that got him, that got under his skin going into the cage, are you normally a big trash talker? And if you're not, are you going to try and consciously trash talk to keep him emotional in the cage on Sunday? I mean, that's what I do. You know, I talk shit. I always get into fights, you know, like I said, I was down in Brazil. I was screaming at Francisco in, in English and the motherfucker don't speak English, you know? So that that's kind of what I do already. You know what I mean? I, 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 that, that's what that's kind of the way I grew up, you know. We talk some shit, we get into a fight after that, uh, you know. So I mean, regardless, I'm gonna do that. So I think I was already. I don't even think what I said was 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 what was bothering him. I think he. I think just deep down, you know, when you really boil down to it, he knows. You know, he he's in for a long run. 
he he knows we moved around before and he, he knows I'm bigger, stronger, you know, faster, uh, with may with way more skill. So uh, you know, that that's the part that that's frustrating him more so than what I say or what I do. Um, you know, so it's it's gonna it's gonna shine through. It's gonna shine through. After, after the first minute, once I get in there and, and and he actually sees what he's up against, he's gonna go into a defensive shell, and then I'm gonna beat him up for five rounds because he. I mean, he is tough. He can take a beating. He can take a licking. So you know, he's gonna keep taking a licking for five rounds. Now, I'll end with this. I've heard, or I think there's been some chatter about the UFC potentially coming to Detroit soon. Um, I was wondering if you yeah, yeah. kind of had caught any wind of that and how important that would be to you to be on that card. December 2nd, baby, live from, from I don't know if I can announce it, but I'm announcing it, God damn it. Uh, <laughs> I might get into some trouble, but uh, whatever, December 2nd. That, 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 that's, the, that's the date that I've been told. Uh, and I'm already, you know, I'm already going to get the headline spot. I've already got my eyes on it. You know, they just built a new little Caesar Arena where the, where the, where the Pistons will play now. Uh, the Pistons will be in attendance. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm friends with a lot of those guys, so uh, you know we'll, we'll we'll make it happen. So after this one, I'm already looking forward to it. Whether Steve shows up or not, or whoever shows up, uh, I'm getting this fight out the way, and I'm already you know I'm already looking forward to it. I ain't looking past it. I'm looking through it. Kevin Lee versus To Be Determined headlining Detroit. It's already on. The, it's already in the making. You know, they they already. I think this is kind of like the test out. You know what I mean? To see how I do with the extra media, with the extra promotion and all that. You know, see how I kind of still shine on fight night. And then from there, we go on and we make a big pay-per-view happen in Detroit. Well, best of luck to you this weekend. And uh, hopefully we'll see you on that top of that card in Detroit. My man, my man. Appreciate you, brother. Thanks again for tuning in to a bonus edition of the Extra Rounds podcast. Make sure to follow Extra Rounds on Twitter for the latest.